And we join on the line now by our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. What happened to twins? Hello! Trouble more to you, Shakina, and to the rest of the AM Live listeners. Did you say twins? <laughs> it was twins, wasn't it? Twins. You know, Clive, this could be very damaging to your reputation. Let's move straight along to the markets. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Asian markets, uh, they mixed at this point, and uh, all of this amid renewed concerns over Brexit. Uh, Chinese services sector activity picking up, though. Yeah, we've created a little bit of a new problem now because I'm, I don't think anybody actually wants to run for a UK prime minister. Uh, there's a few candidates. And what is taking place again is really a case of uncertainty. And so what it has done is created a little bit of a wobble within the Japanese market, within uh, the uh, Chinese market as well, especially within the mainland market. If you look at that, uh, that, that, that trend as well, you look at the Shanghai Composite, slightly a bit higher by 25 basis points. Shenzhen uh, also adding another 27 basis points there. So uh, <laughs> why, why is it that uh, this, these markets are looking a little bit wobbly like this is because uh, the, the stability is not back yet. And I think we were quick to remark, remark yesterday and, and perhaps maybe even last week that maybe the market has, has actually um, um, uh, um, um, dealt with the issue of Brexit, and you rightfully called it, my sister. You said um, it's not over yet until uh-huh. the fat lady sings. I don't know about about <laughs> anything else, but this, this, is, this is what's happening. So markets did pull back very strongly. I mean, we look at the Cospi as well. Uh, it slid by 0.7, um, 0.37%. Um, I'm looking also at um, Australia at this current moment, Australian benchmark, the ASX 200 down by nearly 1%. Uh, we're still having those vote counts taking place as well there. Um, so major banks obviously are a bit concerned who's going to be the next uh, leader of, of Australia. So a bit, a bit of a, a mixed breed of, uh, of, of, of results are coming out of the Asian markets this morning. Mm. And then uh, just looking there, uh, precious metals leading the commodity prices higher there, also looking at a boost in mining stocks. Uh, and there's, of course, the speculation that central banks and some of the world's leading economies will actually step up on the, mon- uh, the, the monetary stimulus measures. I mean, what do you do, Sakina? It's very difficult, this uh, particular issue, because we know that, that commodity prices can be very, very competitive. What we also know is the fact that banks are very, very um, uh, sensitive when it comes to performance, specifically when it comes to uh, instability. So what we saw happen was a sharp surge, and we know this because we saw uh, the likes of brand crude, uh, which we use a lot as a, as a gauge. So that went up uh, past uh, $50 a barrel, and we started to see even things like silver, for example, which, which touched a two-year high. We know that gold, gold rallied quite fast. I mean, we saw it go up and nearly almost 8% there, uh, reaching its highs there. And the reason was because, obviously, people were looking for these particular uh, strong holds what we call uh, the safe havens of the investment world and so when that happened obviously the banks start thinking twice about how they they renegotiate their terms and conditions that you know 
you know, their interest rate bearings, how they borrow money. And that becomes a little bit tricky because there's no stability at the current moment, especially within the European Central Bank. So we saw this um, uh, early hours of this morning uh, when, when the gaps as well started to make comments about what's going to be taking place. We know that the Federal Reserve Bank in the U.S. as well is a bit concerned about global equities. We saw this last week. Despite the rally, they were very numb on what's going to be happening because they want to hear what policymakers have to say. So it is a bit of a, you know, you sit on a knife's edge when you watch these markets because you just never know when they're going to turn again. Mm -hmm. The banks are doing the same. Yeah, so true. And then, uh, of course, oil prices, Russian crude exports. Now, seemingly they are on track to set a record this year, Clive. Uh, And then you also have, on the other hand, uh, the intensifying competition and Iran boosting shipments to the region. Good news, Sakina. We hardly ever get good news. So it's good news again. And because they're part of the BRICS nations, obviously there's going to be some sort of benefit specifically to South Africa and other will. countries. So, yeah, we will. We will. I mean, you look at what's happened with the exports. They rose about 4.9% um, and uh, to about 5.5 uh, million barrels a day, which is uh, in the first half of this year from the same period uh, last year. So Russia's output as well in June, uh, that climbed by 1.14%. Uh, remember, there's been under tremendous amount of pressure. Let's not forget, Mr. Putin has been losing his hair ever since he stepped into that position. So, so, so this, this, this must have been very exciting, specifically for the central bank, because it shows that whatever it is that they're putting in place is starting to pay off. And let's be honest, the Brexit has contributed some, somewhat as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we know that. So um, if production remains steady... Uh, then it will likely be a record year for exports. This is for um, obviously for the Russian uh, economy. Um, one of the other things that we looked at as well is the energy sector. So the Russia, the, the, the world's biggest energy exporter, they signaled in April that it would boost oil production and shipments after the organization of petroleum exports. We know that OPEC failed to adopt a plan to ease uh, the supply glut. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's OPEC, it's other on the OPEC side, we don't want to see that happen. We know that Iran, for example, has just it's going to be one of those competitors as well. But what is interesting about this one is Russia is still playing a very huge uh, part of the market there as about the largest energy exporter in that particular area as well. So there's going to be hefty, hefty competition that's going to be taking place there. Do you remember when you had competition with SKL Sakina and German cards? <laughs> Clive, you know your memory this morning, the sort of things you are bringing up, you know, it's problematic. You know, Unati Kwaza says, um, yeah. I'm certain that only Clive remembers twins. Um, not so, because Itumeleng says, yeah. I've not heard that twin song for a while now. Thanks to Clive for bringing back the memories. <laughs> uh, we don't necessarily share those sentiments, Itumeleng. Uh, you just convinced me that I knew about twins. I didn't know any of their songs. So better choices, Clive, better choices. We'll talk again tomorrow. Uh, that was our market analyst, uh, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibena. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. It's 10 minutes before 8.